Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine's food editor, Stephanie March, and local foodie, Stephanie Hansen, no food. It's all about food, fun, food, frivolity, and food. Talking about everything happening at the Minnesota State Fair, it's podcast on a stick. Here's the Stephanie's. We are here, and it is Podcast on a Stick. We are live out at the State Fair. I'm Stephanie Hansen, the eater from stephaniesdish.com. I'm Stephanie Marsh, the food and dining editor from Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Thanks it's, so much for being hanging out, you guys. Yes, it is Monday, August 27th, and we have Senior Kids and Minnesota State Patrol Day. That's right. It is, uh, it's also Mental Health Awareness Day in Dan Patch. Yes. Just so you know, this is a new event this year. They're really trying to bring some great... You know, uh, perspective to mental health awareness. There's yoga. There's, you know, games for the kids to understand about wellness. I think it's really great. Yeah, things that just give you a little bit of an opportunity to take a time out. Right. Um, We are, speaking of talking about... um, Taking a time out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) From the craziness of the fair, there's a couple places that you may not understand are sort of hideaways... That you can sort of cop a squat, have a you know an, a, a chill time, and uh, really eat some good Minnesota food. Okay, we are located literally sitting at a table in the Hamlin Church Dining Hall. Um, all are welcome here is a brand new sign that I see in the hall. It is the United Methodist Church affiliation, but I think one of the most important things about Hamlin Dining Hall is they really do welcome everybody. They do. You and don't have to be a church person or a no. Methodist to come in here and mm-hmm. eat. No, no one is preaching at you. You don't have to you know, sign on any dotted lines nope. for any reasons. It really is just a communal spot. And you know what? The, histor- the history of this place, it's one of the last two dining halls on the state fairgrounds. There used to be so many of them. Yeah. Remember the Epiphany Diner? Yes. I do remember. Yep. So, and the Hamlin Dining Hall. My daughter worked here with a friend for a couple summers. It's run by volunteers. It's all volunteers. You see kids of all ages and families. And right now, there's a line that ham loaf, Swedish meatballs. If you want some seriously good Lutheran church basement fare, like that is a thing. I feel like. When you're bringing an out-of-towner here to the fair, like maybe there's someone who's like in from out-of-town. You're like, you got to come to the fair. You cannot skip the Hamlin Dining Hall. Scoop of mashed potatoes, beef or chicken gravy. You get your pick. Ham loaf or Swedish meatballs, a delicious uh, homemade roll that's like one of those yummy buttery pull-aparts. Yeah. And then a little coleslaw will take care of you. If you if That is called a sustenance plate. <laughs> that sucker like, if you want to save dollars and eat one thing while you're here, that would be the way to do it. And people are, like, they're eating their full meal here. Yeah. And I think it's great because, you know, we may not be, you know, we may be among the youngest people here sitting here right now. Not exactly, but, but no. close. But there's a and lot of And it is senior families. day. It so. is senior day, right. Today is that is the point. And so that's why, I, you're right, these guys will do a pretty swift business, I bet, today. It'll be a pretty big day today. The other dining hall has the egg coffee. Right. Is the it Salem, Salem Dining Lutheran Hall? Lutheran Dining Hall up in the, kind of by the eco experience. Right outside the door, actually. Right. They have... That is the and that is so cute inside with like the little Swedish pots and stuff on the walls and they've got red tables and and yeah they have the Swedish egg coffee that you can get in the morning that is a really great idea for you know kind of a first hit of the day. Do you know what is in a Swedish egg coffee because it's literally eggshells, right? It's and it's an egg like break broken into your coffee grounds. Okay. Yeah. I mean so it's not it just gives like, it shells. like a richness right? and 
<laughs> All of a sudden, you're making me question my mind. It's okay. You get like a richness to the coffee. People were waiting in line for it the other day when yeah. I was there. Mm-hmm. And coffee, like I, I want to give you a little hidden tip here. French Meadow Bakery is here, and there's a line always a mile long for the cauliflower earth wings. But what people don't know and what Steph told me and was so handy today is you can go like around the side of the building and there's a whole barista and coffee stand in the back of the building that's very different from the lines that are forming out in front. Yeah, you just pop into the back. Yes. Yeah. So if you need a cup of coffee or a latte, like that is your spot. Their coffee bar. Also, the uh, the Farmers Union is actually a coffee shop. That was supposed to be what it was. I mean, I know they're serving the stairs... The, the, the State Fair's favorite BLT right now, but they are originally a coffee shop, so you can get coffee there. And there's also the Anchor House, the Anchor, I think it's just the Anchor, which is the new one from White Bear Lake, the new little coffee kiosk that's right down from Wine Country, and they're doing nitro cold brews and all sorts of fancy new coffees. And nitro cold brews are, uh, are well, how do you make cold brew? You brew a cold brew coffee. is a longer process. It's, yeah. it's, it's basically dripped cold you know not like, hot yeah it's not pushed through or steamed through or anything it's just sort of steeped and you get apparently a lot less acid yeah when so, you don't heat it yep. so it's a little smoother yep and it's also a lot stronger because it's it's leading out the full flavor of the bean it's not just a quick pass through right it just leaches it out over time Yum. Just Yum. the idea of leaching coffee leaching sounds coffee. delicious. Yum. This is kind of the classic fair day, I think. We've yeah. talked a ton about new foods. We've talked about the new beverages. Are there, like, things that when you come with your family, not on your food day, but you're just family day, that you're like, I have to eat X, Y, Z? Yeah. For me, you know, it really is about, there's a couple things that I have to do. And one of them is the pretzel which is the salty pretzel at, at the uh, pretzel house. I feel kind of bad for you, too, because I feel like we've worked together for 11 years. And yeah. I think every year you've told people to go to the pretzel house. Yeah. And so each year it's a little busier, it's, a little busier. I feel bad. They, they should, like, be handing you a pretzel outside the back door. But they shouldn't because that's not it. You know what I mean? It's all out of love. It's not out of, you know, anything else. But I will say that they are – I'm happy to stand in line. I'm happy when everybody has a line. I, it makes me happy yeah. that there's business and there's love for food and all the rest. But I will say that there is, um, yeah, there was a time where I walked by it over the last couple of days because we're on day five now, yep. right? So over the last five days, I've walked by a couple of times and I'm like, nope, not today. I'm not going to get in that line today. <laughs> and so yesterday was my first day with the pretzel. And I basically, there was like four people in line and I just like shot right over to it and stood there. Moving I was in. Like, that is me. I was here Saturday night. They had a record attendance on Saturday. We're waiting for the numbers, but I think I've heard record attendance no, on Sunday, too. No, 222,000. Oh, for 222,000 for Saturday. Yeah, and I was here. And I just want to, like, okay, so I came to the Trampled by Turtles show, the Minnesota Music on a Stick, presented by The Current, with Lord Huron and Lizzie, which, wow. Was it good? So good. Lord Huron was amazing. Trampled by Turtles, they were so sharp. It was so tight. But I, it was packed yeah packed in fact they ran out of beer like before the show before trampled by turtles even went on it was just they couldn't keep up that is a beer drinking crowd it was sold out beyond sold out but i did have a hamburger there which our friend Lori was like these are the best hamburgers at the fair if you're not at the midway right not at midway men's club if you can't get there this is the second best place 
It was good. Okay. It was good. I the kid the was Grand panicking. Sand burgers. <laughs> yeah. He was panicking. He was panicking because they were literally so busy. But yeah, it was good. My God. It was good. That's fun. It was so then, you know, I know Sunday was a little bit less because of rain and stuff like that. And that's what we're trying to find out. But there was still, I will tell you, I thought I keep saying I will tell you. I th- I thought that there would be uh, a rain situation. So as I was walking around Finally, in the afternoon, I thought, I'm going to leave before it gets to be too crazy. And the sun just popped out. Yeah, it did. And it became the most gorgeous day to take pictures. It was like, oh. The light was so ideal. It was just beautiful. And I think everybody was having fun. I was, I hung out at Dino's and listened to, and that is a fun spot, you guys. Yes. Dino's is, if you're looking for a good time crowd, people who are just willing to hang out together, all sorts, like like tribe of nations, basically all hanging out at Dino's. There was a band called Blueprint, and they were just rocking. There's so much great free music here. I just, do you know, there's like 900 shows over 12 days. It's crazy. Tonight is En Vogue, which is totally free at the Liney Band Show. Never gonna get it. Gonna get it. Gonna get it. All right, and a little tip: they just announced yesterday. I saw on Twitter, Uncle Jesse is gonna play with the Beach Boys tonight. Oh, I saw that John He's Stamos. Here. Yeah, John when Stamos. When you said Uncle Jesse to me, I thought that was Dukes of Hazard talk. No. That's where I thought you were going. Then I'm like, really? That old guy is going to No, what? Uncle Jesse, cute John Stamos, is here with the Beach Boys and the Righteous Brothers. He does play with the Beach Boys on occasion, and he's flying in wow. for the state fair. So that'll be real fun. Maybe wow. you'll have an Uncle Jesse sighting. All right, this is Tim Walls. He's going to be running for governor, right? Yes, yes. I'm Stephanie Hansen. You're listening to Podcast on a Stick. We're live at the Hamlin Diner. And what did you end up ordering? Did you get the meatballs? Did, did. you get I the got, ham loaf? I got the wild rice meatballs. It's a new one. And I also got uh, the roasted potatoes. Okay, are you going to get the lingonberry sauce? Because that kind of makes the wild rice meatball. I think he just gave it to me. I'm a foodie. All right, idea. Brian's got it nice, covered. Brian had a nice assumption on that. Yes! Now, have you ever eaten here before? I have. On Thursday, I opened up the State Fair with the Bananas Foster, which I had heard, you know, was the new. It was fantastic. It is fantastic. Are you finding a lot of support out here? Are you having a good day? Yes. And I said I'm I'm optimistic that people are at the State Fair, but they still understand that governance matters and they're talking yes. politics. And people are here talking with farmers and That's the Farmers right. Union and people are really it matters. Meet, meeting with their communities. So I'm yeah, going to let you keep going in line. Yeah. And I got the mayor of St. Paul with me. So you do? Really I'm a St. Paul girl. So I'm going to see what he's getting. Yeah. Melvin. Uh, have you eaten at the Hamlin Diner before? I have. Not yet this year. I tried to come for the uh, Bananas Foster French Toast this morning, but the line was around the corner, which tells me it's fantastic. It is fantastic. It's very worthy. Well, they stopped serving at 1030, so I, I, I'd have it for lunch, but I don't think I can. So, sorry, Kevin. He's just trying to do his job while we're, like, here doing all the media stuff. Absolutely. Uh, Melvin, what are you going to have today? You're a St. Paul kid. I'm sure you've been to the fair before. I, same, I have been to the fair once or twice. I think I'm going to go after the barbecue uh, chicken with bacon and cheese. Yum. Delicious. Pretty hearty. Are there other like state fair favorites that you have when you're out here? Like do you always have to have the corn or something like that? I always have to have the corn. Absolutely. The, and lemonade of course. Like the fresh scoop. Yes. 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 Pork chop on a stick. The bacon. Sweet Martha's cookies. Okay. Absolutely. And always every year you know we, we got to see what the kind of fan favorite like the new things are. Okay. So since you like the pork chop and six you like the bacon. Yes. Go to the hangar which is the new building there. Yep. They've got a pork belly that is wrapped in bacon. Oh, it is like right. a delicious pork chop on a stick. It's so crispy. It's so delicious. That's your new fair food That's you should have today. Food yep. I have today. Done deal. Thank you for being here. Thank I'm sorry. We'll tip. get you in line. 
Not at all. I appreciate Does it. Does the mayor of St. Paul get like an extra scoop of potatoes or something? All right. <laughs> all right. Absolutely. Love Thank it. you, Melvin. We appreciate it. We've been talking to Tim Walls. Yeah. And Melvin Carter um, from St. Paul. Mayor of St. Paul and Tim Walls running to be our potential governor. And you're listening to a State Fair story. We're live at the Hamlin Street Diner. And when that, what is that show called? Full House. Full House. And okay. then Fuller House, which okay. is quite good if you have small children. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched all of them. I'm not going to lie. Okie dokie then. That's good to know. Um, um, I also want to just give you a scene that was Saturday night, okay? Okay. So... Uh, the show is over. It's everybody's leaving. It was a sold out show. It was packed. Everybody's leaving. I'm walking by the French fry booth and I'm like, oh, I'll just get some French fries before we sneak out here. There is a gigantic teenage scene that happens here at the fair. Oh, yeah. After like nine o'clock in front of the Midway, in front of the original French fry booth. It was a stitch. They had basketballs. Kids were playing basketball. There was like, honestly, thousands of teenage kids standing here, everyone on their phone. I felt like they probably all had that app where they're trying to like meet and they're texting each other. Yeah. Because it it was just, it was crazy. I had no idea this such, there was such a scene. When I was a kid, we would hang out in front of the haunted house building over by like where Katie WB's booth was. And that still is a scene over there too. Oh my gosh. So many teenage kids. I couldn't believe it. I loved seeing the fashions and the high and tight hair. Yep. You know where else is? And I think that's because French fry kids, that's it. There's a ton of kids employed at the French fry booth. Yeah. It was crazy. I took a little uh, video for my Insta stories and they are, I mean, Super cute and loving being on camera. Let me put it that way. They were totally, ape- they were totally like oh, styling yeah. for the show. And I was like, that is the way to do this. My friend's son, Corey, is the manager of the French Fry booth. I'm going to try to get a state fair story with him, but I couldn't on Saturday night because no, he was no. so busy. I would try Tuesday. And like him, sh- like they have a shake, the yeah. shaking of the basket. Yeah. And then they, they shake the basket tw- twice. Then they move the basket down the row so they can start the next batch of fries. Yeah. Like, so they... Fry it, lift it up, move it down, shake, shake. It's pretty cool well, to and watch. And then it goes on a conveyor belt to the front. Yes. Like it's like zips the length of the building. And did you watch him cutting the fries in the back? Yeah. Like, pouring yeah. the potatoes into the thing. And those are special potatoes that they work with a farmer that are grown specifically for them at the state fair that have some kind of a magical starch content. Right. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, you have to find the right variety for the level, the speed, the efficiency, the fryer levels, all of it. As long as we're talking about fries, let's just talk about my breath and the garlic fries over at Ballpark Cafe. Yeah. Wow. Um, between that and then I had a bunch of tabbouleh in a pita pocket that's right up by the Merchandise Mart. Yeah. They have a pita pockets up there. They have a gyro. They have just oh, tabbouleh. They, they have island noodles. They've got I everything. Love, that's what the International Bazaar is for. I am just, I'm so like garlicky right now. You're glad that this you're This was sitting. this morning you had this? <laughs> yes. Ballpark <might> <laughs> and tabbouleh? Maybe. Wow. Intense. Maybe. Lovely. All right. So any other State Fair classics? I, yeah. to, I like the Harry Sings Chicken Roti. Do you? Yeah, that's in the food building. And I don't get over to Harry Singh's Caribbean restaurant in town as much as I'd like to. So I always look for him here. The roti is um, chickpea. It's a tortilla made out of chickpeas. So it's a little bit different texture, a little bit lighter. And then they put this uh, Caribbean chicken stew with potatoes and carrots inside it and serve it with chutney. I love that. Super good. I was actually at the peg this morning. And so I know I think we've already talked about a little bit about the peg. 
uh, which is the only full-service restaurant in the fair. But there is something about... Being able to, you know, post up at the counter. Have which a sandwich. Is, yeah, I just had a little, I had the peg muffin, which is sausage, egg, cheese, and a tomato on an egg, English muffin. And Yum. it's like five bucks, you know? So I noticed that their prices are pretty cheap up at the peg. They are so low. And so, you know, we just sort of, and, you, and here's a little tip. T- you, you're supposed to, if you're going to use a credit card, you should tip in cash. They don't have a tip line in their credit card Got system. It. So if you have cash, tip with that, I like to. I like anywhere there's a credit card place. I want to use it because I need to save my cash, you know, for the places that don't. Right. But so I always make sure I had that. But they also have a great burger there. They have a new thing that I didn't realize there was a new thing. They have a loaded hash browns. Oh, stop! I know I might stop have to go back presses. and try I that love again. A loaded hash brown. With Maybe like we should meet there. Cheese and bacon and onions. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll do a, bro- a broadcast from there. A breakfast. We've got a couple 10 a.m.s coming up. Oh, we do. That's right. Yum! Stuff hash browns. Right. I see that in our future. Another classic for me is um, if you're thinking about like things, the Kiwanis uh, malt. Oh, have you gone to the? Ki- I walked by the yesterday and I was like, uh, you know, kind of amazingly wanting. A $5 malt. And it's a malt, not a shake. Okay. To be clear, because the Moo Bar and I feel like are shakes, and Kiwanis is a malt. And for those of you, malt has malt powder, yeah. which is like a sugary, yeasty, kind of grittier, greeny, malty powder that you, really, you put inside it. Yeah. It's I just, delicious. Yeah, I know. People but don't know what malt is. They really? don't know the difference like, between malt and shakes. An ice cream malt? Well, and a, a shake malt? is just chocolate the milk, shake. and the ice cream right. doesn't have the malt powder. Take, I, don't th- I, I guess I'm taking for granted that people in this foodie, world. Foodie. But is that foodie? Like, the 1950s has been since malts. I mean, like, malts. I feel like people don't necessarily... Declan, you're the producer. Do you know the difference between a shake and a malt? You did. Yeah, I think so. I, I used, Malts were always a big late-night snack at my house if you ate all your dinner. With the malt powder? Yes, the malt okay. powder. And then the, sh- or the the other difference would be just the milk, right? Right. 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 So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think I know the difference. Right. Okay. Well. All right. Maybe I'm the only one who thinks that's unique. Um, you mentioned that you had had the new thinner-cut onion rings, too, over at Ballpark. I How did. How about those? I did. Those that just look so delicious on that your That is Instagram. a smart idea because I think a thinner cut, I like a thick cut, but not when I'm trying to eat. I guess I guess if I'm having a burger and I have like a couple thick cuts, that's kind of a good thing. But the thinner cuts gives you more crunch ratio. I thought they more, looked More, you know, surface area. Uh, you know, there's just more batter involved. And also, it's easier to bite through. Those thicker cuts, when you bite, sometimes, you know, you the get that whole onion. slides out onto your yeah. face. So I think having that is a really great idea is to get them thicker, get a thinner cut. I also had not a new beer, but a beer that is a kind of a special beer here at the ballpark. Which is Barrel Theory's Raindrops Hazy IPA. Okay, what's cool about that? And it so the hazy, neat. well, the hazy IPA is a huge trend right now. And why does it get hazy? That means it's, it's like, like a lacto. Cloudy yeah, they've added some lacto, for, you know, to the uh, fermentation process. They're just messing with textures. It's kind of a brewer's play, you know, play game. It's usually a northeastern or, or northern IPA, a nor- yeah, a, like a New England IPA is Got what they it. call it. And then they just kind of play around with it, and it's just it's just hazier. There's not like it's not thicker, like it's not like you know malty, if you will. But um, <laughs> there's no malt. But there is, you know, there's sort of like it's got kind of like a tiny bit of creaminess to it in my mind. Yeah. And maybe that's just my brain. It does brain. feel thicker in your mouth. There's that, more viscosity my, to it in your head. I don't, I don't know, know, but I, I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. And so I got that. And that's, a, like I said, Barrel Theory is a, is a brewery in 
uh, Lower Town St. Paul. And the deal is, is like, it's not a new state fair beer. It's new to ballpark. Yeah. But it's not new the fair because you can buy it anywhere outside. Like, you can go get it at the liquor store right now. Right. So that's why they didn't want to keep it. You know, that's why it's not listed as a new state fair beer because they're all, the ones that they did list are the exclusive to the fair beers. Got it. So you can only get it here, which I agree about. That's kind of interesting. Um, I'm heading over to the animal barns today again. Have you been into any of the animal barns? I'm kind of waiting a little bit because I have um, boys coming. <laughs> I have kids coming. You know, I'm doing like the pack. I'm taking the pack of boys taking and teens. Taking the squad out. So there's things I want to hit, but I kind of want to save some, you know, I want to save some things. Have you seen the vegetables yet because yes. I forgot that they have amazing prize winning vegetables at the fair. The largest pumpkin, yep. the biggest zucchini. Oh my God. Did you see on my Insta story the biggest <laughs> squash? I've never seen the longest squash like that before. It was like twice as tall as me. It was incredible. It was nuts. And I don't know how you transported here. That's what I kept thinking was like, how did they get it here without breaking it? And the guy, I don't know if you've ever heard, and I might try to track him down for a state, state fair story. The guy, like how they keep their giant pumpkins going. Oh, and yeah, you know how either. careful they are with them because yep. they, they roll them massively gigantic. Yeah. And you have to roll them every day so that they grow evenly. Yes. Yes. You know, there's like a real science it's to like it. A, it's actually like an oyster, which they do too. But here's the thing. I just, I actually talked to the lady at the front because of course you walk through and you're like all these carrots and tomatoes and zucchini and squash and peppers and everything else. And the question in your mind is, how do you keep them fresh? And, like, I'm thinking I rolled through on day four and everything was still there. Yeah, she's but like, we've got 12 days. I'm like, how, do these stay here for 12 days? Because isn't it going to get a little funky in here? And she said they swapped them out. They oh, said they're okay. here for about five days. And then they swapped them out. But, like, the first top three winners, like, the top three winners of the pumpkins will still be there. So you'll still yep. be able to see them if you haven't yet. But then, like, some of the other stuff, they'll roll out tomatoes and zucchini. They'll be done with those. But then they'll roll in the next batch of vegetables. So we maybe haven't seen cauliflower. We haven't seen... You know, uh, wheat. I don't know. I don't know what's coming next. She was like, I said, well, can you tell me what's next? Like beans. Yeah. They she, have like dried beans that win. Yeah. She said, I can't. I couldn't tell you right now. She's like, but so you can go on the website and find out what the next level of uh, <laughs> winning vegetables are. So the moral of the story is. But can I have one question for this? Yeah. When you're looking at those potatoes, because I was looking at these trays of potatoes. <laughs> Trying to figure out how do you judge Why? them. Why does this potato win more than the other potato? I don't get it. It looked like they all looked the same. I now, feel... carrots are beautiful. <laughs> carrots you can see. Potatoes? How are you doing that? I don't know. I was wondering the same thing. Like, is it just like shape? Is it like texture of skin? Maybe. Do they like cut it open and look at like, like one the starch is a sample? factor? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But just, imagine judging that and no, how hard it would be. I can understand judging, you know, the things like the cakes and the cookies and all that stuff. But no, not potatoes. I don't Let's know. Let's talk about a friend of ours that uh, listens to our radio show, Weekly Dish. Heard you talking about the baking competition and entered yeah. her cookie, which was an elote corn cookie. I sent you the recipe. I don't yep. know if you opened your email yet, but... It's basically a kind of a sugar cookie that has corn in it, but it also has cotilla cheese. It's um, it's a more savory cookie, and she came in fifth place. I mean that that a weekly disher is placing at the state fair because we goaded you guys, everybody onto it. It makes me happier than you can know. She posted a picture on her Instagram yesterday. Her name is six one two crew Rachel crew. 
And uh, she just looked, she was beaming with her fifth place ribbon and her cookie. I love it. Um, I have to tell you, I did walk through the creative activities, looked at the award-winning cakes and cookies and stuff. There were these cakes, the CNH Sugar, which is always a big prize, a couple thousand bucks. Yep. So you make these gorgeous cakes. Um, I guess the theme this year was something with a tree or was something like tree-like. Okay. And... <laughs> standing there taking a picture of these cakes, you know, to put out on the Twitters and all that. And this woman, not, you know, she's standing kind of behind me with her friend. She's like, well, you know what I always say? If you're going to make a cake with a tree or not, you better know what kind of tree that is. <laughs> I was like, wow. You better be able to tell what kind of tree that is. Like, she was like, what is that, an elm? Nobody knows. She was angry. Judgy. Oh, that's hilarious. Her standards were such that if you're going to put a tree up, you better have the genus <laughs> and the variety down pat. You better know your leaves, baby. And okay, I just thought, That is hilarious. Wow. I know. I have heard, and I'm going to check this out today, that the crop art is very political this year. Mm-hmm. That well, there's always, a lot of the seed art is always a little is always a little political. Yeah, I think it's the scarecrows you want. There's to a few Trump at. scarecrows. I'm yeah. not going to say I'm for or against. I'm just going to tell you they're there. It's kind of interesting. Um, great t-shirts today too. I saw one that said uh, my favorite t-shirt today so far was. I'm sweating like a sinner in church. Whoa. Because <laughs> it's super hot and Whoa. humid. I liked my favorite yesterday. Was stop making stupid people famous. Oh, <laughs> bam. I love that one. I gave that guy a high five. That is a I total that thumbs up. Perfect. We're going to go ahead and we're going to give you our state fair story. We're going to talk to Carla from Gizmos. I know you love the Gizmo. I got an opportunity to talk with her today and get her dad's story about starting at the Iowa State Fair and then bringing the Gizmo up here. And then we'll have another podcast for you tomorrow. Hey, I just want to mention one thing that's important sure. to know about the Hamlin Dining Hall since we're sitting here right now is that, like we said, this is 100% staffed by volunteers, but 100% of their net profits goes to charities. And one of the portions, one of the charities that they're representing is the Sheridan Story. Which is a great charity. And they, what they do is they, they have kids. They basically put schools or they put food into backpacks in kids' lockers so that they you know these kids who are you know food insecure they identify the kids so that they can go home and they can bring home food home to their entire family without having to be stigmatized or yeah anything. they identify the kids through the school administration and then a volunteer just goes into their lockers and leaves backpacks full of food yep. so the kids take those backpacks home their friends don't know right. there's no shame no stigma in it and yet the family still gets some great meals and they work in 185 schools across the Twin Cities and deliver 19,000 meals every week during the school year. That is just tremendous. Isn't that amazing? So yeah. that's that's also what you do when you come to eat at the, at the Hamlin Dining Hall. You I, help that sort of an organization. So. And so come eat. The come ham eat. loaf with a apple compote, the Swedish meatballs, the mashed potatoes. It's all delicious. Do it up. All right, everybody. Have your best fair day ever. Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen from Podcast on a Stick, and we are here live with one of my favorite classic food vendors. I'm here with Carla, who has the Gizmos booth. Carla, all the media people just talk about how much they love the Gizmo. What is it about that sandwich that people just can't get enough of? I think because Minnesota people didn't realize what a loose meat sandwich was when I came up here. And that's what the draw is. They're not sure. They think Sloppy Joe, but it's not a Sloppy Joe. It's so much better than a Sloppy Joe. So tell me about what is in the sandwich. And I think what's really awesome is you have like a special meat blend. 
It's uh, Italian sausage mixed with ground beef, my special sauce and seasonings, which is similar to a marinara sauce, smothered with melted mozzarella cheese and toasted on a delicious Italian roll. Okay, the way she said smothered mozzarella, are you Italian? <laughs> 100%. Okay, so tell me how the sandwich got started. Have you? Was it something you started or your dad? My father started it. Uh, I'm from Iowa. He uh, had a stand and a dining hall at the Iowa State Fair right after World War II in 1946. Neat. And it was under the administration building. And then in 72, 1972, they decided to close the cooking area down underneath there. And he always had a little stick shack yeah. outside. And he had beef burgers, frosty malts, lemonade. Well, he developed the Italian beef burger and added Italian sausage to it. And so that's how it started back in 1972. I love it. And you're up in what we call sort of the north now, the old sort of machinery hill. Correct. I am on Cooper Street, and now I'm right next to the Sky Glide ride. Okay, so when you were a little kid, your dad was doing this. Did you think like, oh, I'll be working out at the Minnesota State Fair every year? No. <laughs> I, I didn't get up here until 16 years ago, which was my dad passed away in a one so he never saw it up here oh that's kind of sad it is but you knew right away that there would be an opportunity for you well we were told by many of vendors that we needed to be up here because no one knew what a uh, like a mate we call made rights or beef burgers or anything loose meat up here and it was our opportunity to get in how hard is it to staff a booth at the state fair this year i'm feeling like there's been a lot of staffing challenges well, I have a good group. I yeah. have I bring up about five or six people, and then I hire five or six people here. Yeah, and I've had the same kids for the last three years, so it's been it's been good. You must be a good employer. Uh, any impressions on the state fair so far in terms of weather or busyness or anything? Well, they're new? doing a great job of improving our north end. Yeah, um, because I started with just one other food booth up there, so it's taken a long time to build it up, but now. Uh, it is growing and it's wonderful. Does having more people with food in your area, like they say, uh, what is it? A little water raises all the boats. That's not the right analogy, but more people up there, more food. Does that help you sell more? Well, it it does, but you can't have too many foods because otherwise you're going to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Um, but with the new hangar and another beer area or drink area they're adding an amphitheater eventually yep. um so they're big being drawn more to the north end the people are i appreciate your story thank you very much for sharing it you're my favorite classic fair food when people ask me so thanks for sharing oh thank you very much i appreciate it this has been a state fair story for podcast on a stick oh my